0: Good evening everyone, welcome back to another Evermore podcast, you're on your Cash United podcast, live exclusively on the Slide World Pass YouTube network. I'm your host Chris, we've been decimated this week as the Premier League decided to give us a midweek fixture, so we've only got the three of us tonight, but what we lack in quality, we make, well quantity, sorry, we make up for in quality. I nearly dropped some of there guys. <laughs> I've got the blue tick man, Dan Wales, is back with me and I have got the wizard ones at the ready, the Welsh wizard is back. How are you lads?
1: Good mate.
0: All right, thank you. Good Need time you up the nuts there. I was all over the place.
1: <laughs> Solid start.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say good start. It can only get better as they say, it As exactly. they say. But yeah, we're gonna get stuck in all things, Newcastle United. We've had a fantastic week. We've all been bouncing about a great result, a fantastic performance by the lads. But just before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. We're live on YouTube, so yeah, please join us in the comments, guys. We'd love to hear what you've got to say about the game and obviously the game tonight, which our blue tick man will be diving off to get to so if he disappears abruptly, he'll be legging it for that pre match pint before he gets stuck into it. But yeah, if you join us for the first time, thank you so much, we'd love to have you on board. And uh, please remember to click like and subscribe, it helps the channel grow. We're looking to get past the 200 subscriber mark, we're currently in about 187. So we are very, very can see you die. Don't worry, we're see to just a bit.
1: If up. you just want to cut my face out, just <laughs> say mate, you don't have to just cover me out like that. That's a bit, a bit, As, a bit rude,
0: yeah. As Di is the most handsome member of the podcast, yet again, you can see, please click like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking, I'm only joking, lads. But yeah, listen, let's, let's get stuck right into it. We've had an absolutely fantastic week. Um, Leicester were outfoxed by the mighty magpies at St James's Park. Die the Welsh Wizard, I'm glad to have you back, mate. I'm going to start with you. You probably watched the game on the TV, mate. How did you feel? How did you find me? Are we safe now? Is that us done?
1: Oh yeah, without question. I think we were safe before that. I think we were always going to pick up another couple of points here and there. So I was not not really bothered about that. Um, It wasn't a kind of thrilling performance, I don't think, but it was just the thing we needed to do. And I think the way that Newcastle are playing at the minute, I think we're set up to be that way. I think we're set up to do a job uh, and and be a threat on the break uh, when we can. And I think that kind of worked out perfectly. I don't know how you know how deep into this we want to go, but I will. I just wanted to say one thing about the the winning goal. Obviously, everyone's talking about Willock uh, and uh, Bruno, and rightly so. But I, I thought Target was outstanding in in that commitment. And I think that typifies the team spirit that we've got. At the minute where at the last minute of the match, he could have let that run out for a goal kick, uh, and instead, his first thought was we can do something here, you know, it doesn't matter what point of the game it is, there's always something available, uh, and I thought that was really typified by what he did and how he kind of started that move off, so yeah, fantastic three points, really important, climbing up the league, um, yeah, the, the the future is looking bright, We're, we're we, you know, we're second in the league since Christmas, one of the most pointless stats of all time, so, uh, I you know, it just goes to show what a turnaround we've had, so yeah, fantastic, yes, keep, keep going the right direction.
0: Absolutely. The future is brighter than Brendan Rodgers' teeth, and that's saying a lot, because we didn't see much of them at the game, did we? He's very, very sombre, was Brendan. As we say, guys, sh- please join us in the comments, let us know what you think. PK is off duty tonight. He's uh, in sunny bar, Loco, having a few, so thanks for tuning in, PK. You probably can't hear a word we're saying, because he's about eight Morettis in probably by now. And we've got some comments from Trolls. Nice to see you back, Trolls. Hey, Slide Rule Gang. Hi, all. And Bruno, Bruno, Bruno. What a hell of a thing to say. Well done, trolls. We're kicking off right on board. So, Mr. Wales, you were in the game. I was at the game actually as well, which is a very rarity for me, mate. But you were in the game. I know you were on uh, camera duties afterwards, mate. Did you see Bruno's goal? Did you stay long enough to see it? You know what? I'll tell you the story. So it it got I hate leaving
2: games early. <laughs> um and I did actually see the goal, luckily, but I nearly didn't. So what I, I got to about ninety two and I nice sort of insult and I thought oh, doesn't look like we're going to get anything here. So I'd started, I'd walk down from my seat. And I was on the um the concourse in the East end. But what I normally do is, I'll normally walk along the concourse, like a bit further on, so I'm going towards like the Gallagher end. So I walk along it. And then I heard a bit of rumbling. So I went up a, another access, sort of near t- towards the strawberry corners, pretty much as far as I could go along. And I, I walk up those stairs and Willock was just getting into the box. And so I get to the top of the stairs and he gets into the box and he put, and I see the goal go in and obviously bedlam ensues and it was fantastic. So yes, I did see the goal, not from where I normally would see it, but actually I got a really good view because I was pretty much right directly in front of it where I just happened to come out of the access. So brilliant. I mean, in terms of the overall game, as Dai says, not a brilliant game. I don't think either side were up to a lot, but I want to mention Emil Kraft because I mean, it, he, he took an awful lot of stick in the past year or so, hasn't he, for p- below-par performances under the previous manager. And I think, you know, since Eddie Howe's come in, obviously, Kim Chippy was the first-choice right-back, but since he's been injured, Kraft's been preferred mostly over Keo, And I think that's for good reason, because I think he's been absolutely phenomenal. I think it shows that there is a player there. I mean, I used to be a member of the Jacob Murphy fan club. I'm now a member of the Emil Kraft fan club. God, you in- flip-flop
0: like everyone's business you, Dad, don't you? <laughs> I don't know what you're on about, but <laughs> I just thought like was, Kinder, You like him, you don't like him. You like him, you don't like him.
2: <laughs> I just thought he was really, really, really good, um, and I, I, I mean, just he, he did de- his defensive work really well. He got forward as well. I think there was one point where he just—I can't remember who it was—but it was, it was a lesser defender. It was marking him and he just he just dropped his shoulder quickly and just went past him like he wasn't there. I was like, "This is not the Emil craft that I know. Who is this?"
0: Oh. Almost the Swedish Cafu, as, uh, as well, Mark has mischievously I, I mean, said in the comments there. As
2: far as, I, as far as I know, Cafu has posters of Emile Craft Fran- uh, on his bedroom wall.
1: Emile Franchi on his wall? Well, that is, well, it. That is what you were going to say there, you know. wouldn't you? That's it.
2: Maybe Emil, if mean, you are watching. I mean, I'll see you later, buddy, to be fair for the fan cams, but perhaps <laughs> Cafu has pictures of them. But I think Cafu just likes <laughs> it and people call them meal, to be honest. <laughs>
0: My wife had a picture of Emile Franchi on a wall, but I ripped it and threw it in the bin because I couldn't stand them staring at me. He's better looking than me. So I just said, nah, that's it, it's off. <laughs> Hi, Emil, if you're watching me. <laughs> a- <laughs> How
1: did you enjoy the game? Obviously, as someone, who, you, you said you've not been for a while. How did you enjoy it?
0: Yeah, it was interesting for me because, uh, I mean, I I went with the, the Lynch man, James, uh, who can't be here tonight because he's at the game, because uh, his dad was recovering from a, from a hip operation. So get well soon, Lynch senior. Um, so we went, we went um, along. It was great. Yeah, the, the last game I went to, because I don't go a lot of games, as you guys know, uh, obviously, you know, watch the castle all the time religiously, but uh, I don't go to every single game. And um, the last one I went to was Spurs, actually. The Spurs game at home the first oh, yeah. game in the new regime and the Steve Bruce's last game, I believe, wasn't it? And um, it started off amazing. Obviously, war flags had the displays up. Wilson scored that goal and it was just limbs you know, everywhere. And it was, it was almost, you, you were sitting there going, wow, this is incredible. I was looking around at the lads. We were on a stag do that was rearranged from being away. There was a cardboard cutout of Gail Platt going crazy in the crowd. It was amazing. It was a brilliant atmosphere. But then it turned very sour very quickly, as we all know got comfortably beat. Bruce was still in the dugout. Negative, negative, negative. The total opposite uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, obviously war flags were there. We had Thomas on the show last week. Fantastic lad. You know, we, we saw him in the, in the boozer before the game as well. Um, great display. And that just increases that, you know, that atmosphere it just intensifies it, electrifies it. But the positivity, even just walking to the ground in the bars before the game, you can just, you can smell it in the air. You know, you, you know that this is the new Newcastle United and, it's no surprise that potentially tonight we could go six unbeaten at home, which is the first time since the great Sir Bobby Robson, you know, which tells you, you know, where this club is going, where Eddie Howe has got this this group of players. I've had the second what Dan says. I mean, I've been a huge Emile craft critic as well, but he looked so steady. I couldn't believe the guy I was watching was the same player that I'd called horse shit for every single game I think he played previously. Um, but it was a scrappy game, lads. I agree with you guys. It was a bit bitty. Um, and there was one man who had the quality really to 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 grab it by the balls and, that and it for crap. us. Yeah, and that was a meal crap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course, mate, of course. But no, we all know who we're talking about. And it was it, to be honest with you, even just watching him off the ball, his his movement, that radar, you could see he was looking at everything. It was almost like the matrix. He was analysing stuff. Uh, Bruno, just he thought. This guy is unbelievable. And, you know, I don't know about you coming to you on this one, Dad, I don't know about you. That's the standard of player we need to bring in now, I think, to improve us as a squad. He's the kind of the gold standard, I think, isn't he? Is that where we go now for new players?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, we were we were messaging earlier about these sorts of things. I do think we need to be a little bit careful. And I just think, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's 100% the type of person, quality-wise, we need to be bringing in. But he's also the kind of person we need to be bringing in. He really cares about the club. He's saying all the right things. He says he wants to be a legend. here. Yeah, he's learned English super quickly. That's the sort of thing that we want from someone. I, and I do just think we've got to be careful You know, with some of the names that we're splashing about, that we don't get too carried away by the name or whatever else we focus on the important thing, which is how good they are, but also what kind of person they are, because I think we need to make sure that we get those right people in. Look at Everton. They've got, you know, it looks like a a bunch of dickheads playing for them to be perfectly honest. (laughs) And it doesn't matter how much money you spend or how good someone might be on paper. If, if they're not, a good lad and not kind of going to buy into the situation, it's not going to work. And I'd say the same for Man United as well. We could go and get, you know, splash out on Ronaldo if we wanted to do, but the bloke, you know, obviously aside from the, the rough week, he's the terrible week he's had, I don't, I, you know, he doesn't come across as a team player. So I, I think there's that, there's that element to it as well. So yes, we do need more people like him, but I also think we need to kind of be part of a gradual build and not just throwing money away on, on, on people um, who, don't kind of fit exactly what we want to do and I think in the past we might have gone after someone because they were a good name or whatever but now I feel like we need to get someone who'll fit the system and I feel like we need to get someone who's going to fit into the dressing room like is obvious that Trippier for example has so you're right we do need more people like him He, he was fantastic the other night but I think we've got to make sure that we have the you know more human beings like him as well rather than just um the football quality as well
0: I couldn't agree more, mate, as well. I mean, you, you look at people like um, Dan Byrne as well, you know, when we signed him a very unsexy signing, I suppose, in many people's yeah. eyes. But, I mean, Dan, what a phenomenal player Dan Byrne has, has been for the club, coming in giving that stability at the back, you know. I mean, he, he looks like he's been here for about 15 or 20 years, doesn't he? It's just what a player the guy is. I'm, every single time I watch him, he just he just makes me feel the he's at the back.
2: Yeah, I mean he's just phenomenal, isn't he? I I, I completely with what you're saying. I, I think it shows I know Brighton have won the last two, but you know when when he left Brighton, they suddenly went to pot a little bit defensively, and I think that does show. I think obviously he, he's he's massive. He gets called big Dan Byrne for a reason. He is six foot seven. I mean, if I was look, if I was stood next to him, I think it'd be like Ryan Fraser all over again. But um for a for such a big lad, he's so composed and so elegant on the ball which is a real compliment because you know, like, I, I hate to be sort of like stereotypical here, but, you know, you get a lot of like taller players and perhaps they're not as good on the ball, but he really is. And I think that's exactly what you need. I think in the modern day, you know, you want centre-backs who can actually play football and don't just hoof, don't just get rid. But I, I just think, yeah, obviously, obviously he gets it. He's from up here. Um, he understands the club, he understands the passion, being an Eagles supporter from day one, but... Yeah, just him and Shah have built this partnership at the back, and it's really, really working. We're not conceding, I mean, apart from, of course, the Tottenham game, we're not really conceding many goals. Uh, We look solid, we look secure, but of course, I think credit has to be given to to Kraft and Target as well. I think just overall, defensively, I think as as much as we've improved in an attacking sense, defensively, we've got much better as well, which I think is really, really important
0: absolutely mate there's no doubt about that at all and just a special mention before we move on to uh, to talk about you know, the, the Palace preview that we're going to get stuck into before you have to shoot off, Dan, for the game. Um, I think just a special mention to Willick, you, you know, you talked about before, getting in there, getting in the byline, crossing the ball. We were screaming for him to come on, me and James, and we were sitting in the crowd, we were just saying, we needed his energy, we needed his legs. And I think that's exactly what what he offered, didn't he? You know, he he, he got that turn. I mean, it, it go back to what Di said about Matty Target. You know, I've, I've already convinced myself probably after about 20 minutes of seeing Matty Target at left back that he was the man. Um, you know, the, the, the horrible memories of Matt Ritchie at left back are starting to disappear from my my memories. Um, You know, to see a player like that who can do that kind of thing is 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 definitely the kind of left back that we need at the club. But massive credit to Willick, uh, Dan. What, what do you think about, you know, what performance he put on, mate, when he came in?
2: I mean, of course, he set the goal up, didn't he? So, you know, that, that that's worth its weight in goal, to be honest. Of course, you know, a great ball from target then to then beat, I think it was Tielemans who he you took it past. If I'm correct, me if I'm wrong, I think it was T. Was he skinned him? Yeah, he yeah. buried him, he? left, sold him for the absolute pies. Um, said, going at the tomato sauce, and then, yeah, um, and then, of course, you know, he, he got into the box and, and put a ball in, and then it deflects onto Bruno's head, and it's bedlam. So, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't I think he took his time getting into the game, he didn't make perhaps an immediate impact, but as I say, the fact that he set up the winning goal, that's all that really matters to me. So, well done to him. <laughs> I think I
1: mean, the good thing about him as well, and it is showing the signs of what we want to become, is that we've got a squad, haven't we? Or starting to show signs of that. And you know, we, someone uh, Mike has said in the in the comments there, trippier will be straight back in the team. Yeah, maybe he will. But if he's not, Emil Kraft's actually doing all right. And if he's not, well, maybe Manquillo might come in and do something in the same way that we've rotated our midfield a little bit. Willock is the one who's dropped out uh, in terms of a starting lineup. Well, actually it it shows the variation that we can we can offer in different games in different circumstances and being able to have someone like that who can come off the bench and make an impact, I I think is you know showing the way we want to move forward. And I think, you know, you're talking about Dan Byrne there, you know, he's obviously been fantastic for us, but he's not gonna be there forever. He's not a world class defender as much as I like the lad. And I think this is the sort of incremental rise and incremental change that we need, I think, if we're gonna if we're gonna continue to progress. Um and with with that means we have a squad, and you know we were chatting again in our WhatsApp today talking about is will it going to be a, a twenty five million substitute, maybe, but I think if we're going to progress, I think that's a really really good thing. I think we need that. I think that's important that we have those sorts of players. So, yeah, I think you know you're, you're absolutely spot on. But I think it's it's what it's beginning to demonstrate will be uh, is just as big to me as as, as what it provided.
0: Absolutely, you got to have depth in your squad. I think if we are going to move forward, that you're 100 right, you know. And you know, I think I think nostalgia and sentiment has to has to disappear. But but moving swiftly on to the next subjects, I know uh, the blue tick man's got to dart off soon. He's he's licking his chops for that pre match pint. I can just see that at the top corner. So we're going to do the Palace preview. We normally do it the other way around. Anyone has been watching the show um, for the last few months, but uh, this time we're going to do it the other way around because Dan's got to shoot. So Palace preview. Dan just come to you first before you have to dive off mate. Obviously, Palace come to St James's. We're on good form. They've just been dumped out the FA Cup. They've got a point to prove we're looking for six wins on the spin at home. Do you fancy us tonight, mate? Or do you think there's a danger the flip-flops might be on now that we're pretty you much know safe? I, I, I fancy us again. I mean, Palace have had a really good season. There's
2: no doubt in that. And they've got some really good players. Of course, Conor Gallagher obviously couldn't play at the weekend in the Cup, uh, Cup semi-final because, of course, he's on loan from Chelsea. But he's a really good player and will probably come back in tonight. And so I think he's one to watch. Um, obviously, Zaha as well. We know what he can do. Uh, obviously, they are missing a few. You know, like there's there's Eze and I forget the other one as well. There's a couple of others that like they've got some good players, but are you as well? But you, you, you wouldn't bet against just the way we're playing at home at the moment. I know I've, perhaps our performances aren't they're not brilliant. They haven't been for the past few games, but somehow we're still grinding grinding out results, aren't we? You know, obviously, you know Wolves, Palace, just um, sorry Leicester. Obviously, the last two haven't played brilliantly but have gone and won the games and have never looked I, like as, as much as we haven't played brilliantly we haven't looked terrible either and, and obviously we've, we've made St James's Park a bit of a fortress of late you know we're winning what is it five six on the bounce now could make it is it six or seven tonight I forget you have to remind me
0: it's six tonight if we win tonight it'll be six see, yeah. right
2: so yeah I mean as I say with that sort of record you wouldn't bet against us and you know we're, we're on the same points as Palace quite similar record to them so where the where the form team so surely that we have to be seen as the favourites. so i'm going that night full of confidence thinking we can get another three points hit the 40 part 40 point mark and then just enjoy the rest of the season to be honest
0: so you're going for a win down what's your prediction mate give us your prediction before you have to fly up with,
2: yeah i'm gonna go with a 3-1 tonight Oh,
0: bloody hell, confidence yeah. is flying out of the young man tonight, Di. Absolutely. I we're we're probably going to be a bit more frugal, I think. But uh, Well, I'll yeah. not listen to that bit. I'll, <laughs> I'll let you speak. <laughs> so, listen, Dan, enjoy the game, mate, as I always, will. buddy. I'll we'll, see you and soon. we'll catch you next time. Thanks for Please jumping on quickly, soon. man. You have a Till good one. Cheers, Bob. Thanks, Dan. OK, now the old bastards are here. Let's have a gripe about take... that. And tell him how crazy he is for being so positive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, um, <laughs> I, I I don't think he's crazy necessarily, but no, I I, I, do not. think we are, I think we're two very similar teams, can be a bit inconsistent and they've had some good results. Drew 0-0 nil, in nil, Man City not so long ago, but equally lost to Leicester a couple of weeks ago as well. So they are a bit of a mixed team and I I see a lot of us in them as well. Team who are trying to change the way they play, trying to be more progressive and play football like they are under Vieira, but also have got some match winners in the squad as well, some real talent. Um, So I think it's going to be quite a balanced match. I think it's going to be quite open. I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw, is my prediction, but I think it'll be an entertaining game and I think we're at a point of the season now where realistically both teams know they've got nothing to play for in terms of the league position. But I do think there will be people certainly from our side who are trying to prove themselves and trying to kind of keep themselves in and around the squad for next year They may be playing for their position a little bit so i think as a consequence it'll still be a kind of a, a full-blood performance from us if you know what i mean
0: yeah i agree with you mate i mean i think you know shelby's been doing this interview he's been going you know doing the rounds on social yeah. media and you, you can see there there is players who are keen to be part of this project one of the better word moving forward so they have got something to show you know and and as we said there just before talking about Willick and Bruno Shelby Joe Linton you know those four don't go in a three so they're going to show every chance they get that they deserve to be in that three and then they also deserve to be here next season like Saval Miran I think it's no coincidence his performances have picked up a bit you know he's either looking for a good move in the summer or he's wanting to show how that he's worth keeping around either or. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think we're both very similar sides. Palace have had a great season. I think Vieira's you know, transformed them, really, in terms of all the players that went and the ones that came in and, and a different mentality. They've got some very good players. I like Conor Gallagher a lot. I think he's very busy in the midfield. And I think Joe Linton will have to be on top of his game to keep a hold of him. And same with Bruno as well. So I, I'm going to go for a draw, too. I'm going to go ones each. I think it'll be a, a steady way draw. I think we'll cancel each other out you know, And I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll probably be a better game than the Leicester one, because I think, as you said, both sides don't really have a lot to play for, so to speak. So I think there'll be a bit of freedom in the game. So I think uh, I think both teams will, will put a good shift in and they'll be ones each other, mate.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I think you're right. I think this is the sort of game where we might come out a little bit as well. I think... We've had to play a certain way, which fits the way that Howe wants to play, but we've still needed to be focused on being resolute at the back as priority number one, I think. And now we've kind of crept across that line. We've got a few, I don't want to say dodgy wins, because it makes it sound like we were lucky where we've kind of ground things out. But, you know, they've not been thrilling watches, shall we say. But I, I do think that now we're in a position where we can kind of, especially like against a team like Palace, open those doors a little bit and kind of be a bit more attacking and, and see what comes out. I, my final thing that does give me a bit of confidence that Dan might be right is that that's their season over now. Losing that semi-final is their season over. I wonder if it might just let the air out of them a little bit because they haven't really got anything else to play for now. Like I said, they're they've, you know, this is after their, their big moments, if you like, and, and everyone's going to be a bit down. So I do wonder if there's an element of that. Um, and hopefully, you know, like Mike saying there, we can, you know, have a, a big home atmosphere i know that war flags are doing another big presentation tonight so yeah may, maybe dan's not so crazy after all but i still think it'll be a, a high score draw
0: absolutely but you can't blame the fans for having this newfound conference like i say it was, the, it was a stark change from the last game i went to and you, and you could just feel it and it's it's, it's just great to see it's, it's great to be yeah. part of it, again mate so so that, that's the present we're talking about now just that, have a little look about the future so nobody's um perfect, surprised
1: uh, perfect yeah exactly. look
0: p- perfectly isn't it me I'm, I'm getting back from the, the previous gaff of the intro <laughs> Out anyway but uh, but yeah so you know it, it's going through um the rounds on social media we've all seen it we've all been keeping an eye on ellie anderson at bristol rovers we always watch loan players don't we we always want them to do well we yeah. will them to do well quite often the loan deals have been a bit shady i think shoulders took a lot of flack but but this one with ellie anderson looks absolutely fantastic that joey barton's got the bristol rovers He's performed so well. Mark bashed up a, a lovely slide here. Mark was going to be on tonight, but he got struck down by kiddie flu, bless him. So he's uh, he's had to take the, take the night off. But um, he's bashed the slides together, as he always does, superbly well. And you can see there, just, I mean, the heat map's what catches my eye there, Di. The, the lad is yeah. everywhere. But Mark's put yeah. some of his strengths on there. I mean, he's you know he's got five goals, three assists. I mean, the, the lad's been sensational, hasn't he? The Bristol Rovers fans have fell in love with him, haven't they?
1: Yeah, I, I think he's got a huge amount of potential for sure. And I think it's going to be so interesting to see how he continues to develop next year and in the future, because it's only really the last few games that he's really kind of lit on fire, if you want, in terms of what Keep he's alive. contributing. Yeah. So, and that's just natural. That's going to take him time to settle in. He's a young lad, settle into a new squad, um, a new group of lads. So the fact that he's now finally, you know, getting getting going is, is, is really interesting to show what he's capable of. I do, my thing with all of these things, I, I feel like I'm always a miserable one, but my thing with all of these type of lads is I do worry sometimes, we were so desperate as fans for them to do well. You know, the lad scored a great goal on the weekend, but he did do it in League 2. And I, I just don't want us to heap too much pressure on him because there's definite potential there. There, there really, really is. But we thought that about Matty, Matty Longstaff, and, and I still think there's potential there 100%, but that's kind of dissipated a little bit and I and I don't want there to be too much pressure on the lad so that he comes back He's we're all going to be saying he's going to be this number 10 that's going to be part of our revolution more if moving forward blah 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 and then he doesn't do it for a couple of games we are like bloody hell he's shit da, da, da. so I, I just I want I, I just think it's important we give him a uh, you know we're a bit more level headed with him I guess I uh, I know we are prone to hyperbole here on the uh, on the Evermore podcast. So with, without James being here, I suppose we could be a bit more sensible, you know?
0: Not, not with those two here, mate. It's, it's calmer tonight. It's more pragmatic tonight with you and I here, I think, mate. But, but yeah, that, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the lads. You know, I remember when he came on as a cameo in the FA Cup, he just he looked like he, a real player. He had pace. He was brave on the ball. He was willing to make runs. Uh, Yeah, direct, as you rightly say. You know, we we were getting pasted anyway, comfortably beaten by a superior Arsenal team. And the Baron of Bacon was just pulling that lost face on the sideline, as always. But um, how's he doing, by the way? Yeah, here we go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Anderson looked really good. You know, we were all disappointed when he, you know, he went back into cryostasis, like Matty Longstaff as well. But... You're right. Sometimes you can get a little bit carried away. You know, I think I said he, he had the touch of the Gerrards about him. And I'm not saying he's going to be a Stephen Gerrard, but he. Yeah, like you, know, you said, may...
1: be level headed. That's what we need to be level headed.
0: <laughs> yeah. but, but I think that he, he's got a lovely, clean strike of the ball. You Know he, he runs at players, he's not scared. And Gerard was very like that when he was younger, he was also yeah. a maniac and, and tried to halve people every week, as, as some people have forgotten. So, hopefully, Anderson doesn't develop that trait as well. But, but yeah, it's exciting. I mean, when you look at our squad, I mean, I look at Miggy, and you know, Miggy and Anderson for me would be fighting for the similar position. And yeah, doing it in League Two is one thing. If you put Miggy Armour on in League Two, he might have like you know, Maradona or bloody Messi or something. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to say that Anderson's going to come and take Miggy's space. But there's been a lot of people quite keen to keep Miggy for next season. I've personally think Miggy's um, shot his shot his load. Really, I don't think he's going to get any better at Newcastle. I think we've seen what we can see from Miggy. I know everyone is living in the the hope that Eddie Howe can do with Miggy what he's done with Joe Linton and maybe a little bit a Craft recently. But I think you've got to look at a plan for the future now. Normally you would say, go buy a player to replace Mickey. But if, if Anderson comes back in pre-season and he, and he shows that that loan has, has developed him as a player, you know, then you, you've got to consider keeping him around that, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean he should definitely be kept around. And I, I think I'm right in saying that he wouldn't take up a squad place because he counts as a homegrown player. So That's right. there's yeah. there's that element to it. My only thing I would say about someone at this age is that if you aren't playing regular football and you're getting five minutes here and there, then is it worthwhile i think personally i think it would be great to go and see him do uh something at a championship club mm. and see if he can really make Up it the level there yeah because absolutely. let's let's not forget we don't just need him to jump straight in straight away i think yeah. there's 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 options for him there's space for him to do something somewhere else and you know you look at you look at i know chelsea for example have got a really a really massively unnecessarily massive squad but there are players who are learning their craft at high levels elsewhere liverpool have been quite good at doing that as well obviously my my welsh friends Nico williams and uh, and harry wilson got promoted last night and they've been part of that liverpool loan system in the past obviously wilson's there permanently now but again they they're honing their craft somewhere else and we've got to remember that as well it's not newcastle or bust and i you know i think he's definitely needs a chance somewhere if it's with us and he's good enough to do it with us next year happy days and if he's not and he needs a, a year somewhere else I think that's great too I just don't think we need to force him into the to the squad just because we you know as, as fans kind of want him if that makes sense Mike's saying there if they're good enough age doesn't matter it's not about the age for me to be honest it's more about the experience I think the jump up of, of Premier League football again I'd use I'd use Matty Longstaff as the example there where he came in and he hit the ground running. Everyone's like, "Bloody hell, this guy's a real player." And I still, I still rate him. But to be consistent, you've got to be used to it physically and mentally. And there's, there's a lot that goes with that. So yeah, and, I, and do you know as a, as as a Welshman, I can definitely, uh, I would definitely like to see. And uh, Anderson at one, I think that'd
0: be. Fantastic. I was gonna say, uh, I saw that come up, I had to pull that one up for you, especially, babe. <laughs> but uh, we've got another shout for uh, for Blackburn there as so well. That'd be a great shout. I think it did Harvey Elliott the world a good, didn't it? When he was at Liverpool yeah. as well. So I think you've got to pick the right low move, and, and you know, credit has to go to Joey Barton as crazy as he is. You yeah. know, he's uh, he's, he's obviously getting the best out of, of Anderson, which is brilliant. So just move on to the, the last section of the night, mate. tune transfer talk. You know, we've been linked to a hell of a lot of players um, over the last few weeks and months. And we always will be, I think, in this new crazy world of Newcastle United that we, we've gone from not being able to get bloody Chowdhury over the line to being, <laughs> being linked with every man and his dog. So I love it every single day. I look at the link on Twitter. It's it's incredible. But but it's no secret that we need a centre-forward. That seems to be the priority for the, the new owners. There's been two linked in particular. One's a massive yes for me. One's a massive no. I'll get your opinion in a second. Start with a massive yes is this man, Darwin Nunez. Um, We all know about him. He he looked very, very good against Liverpool in the Champions League. You know, he's 22 years old. He's got 31 goals and 27 appearances, four assists. Mark's pulled out some of his strengths there. Dribbling, finishing key passes, likes to cut inside. Eight goals and two assists in his last six games. You can see from the heat map there, he's very, very busy. He looks a hell of a player and, according to Jurgen Klopp, a very good-looking man. So, uh, he ticks both boxes, I suppose, mate. How do you feel about Nunes, mate? Would you be pleased?
1: Uh, looks wise, or just generally, mate. I, I, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I suppose you can give a. You can give a. Is he hot or is he not? Rating, if he want to? It's up I mean, to you want. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah.
1: better looking than you and me, but I feel like that's a low bar to be perfectly honest. A <laughs> little
0: yeah. bit than you, mate. I don't know. I don't know if that'd be mate. I don't know.
1: Um, Run for your money. I think when I was thinking about how we, what we were going to talk about today and how this was going to go, I think when you look back at a lot of teams who've been spending money and the the, the things that have helped them go to that next step have always been a centre forward. And I don't want to say this come from nowhere, but to an extent, there's an element of gambling going on. And I'd look at, let's say, Suarez. Liverpool needed that one kind of magic person. And he was that man who kind of lit that spark in them and took them on to the next level, um, where they obviously almost won the league. In the same way that, you know, you know, he's come from a, he was he came from the Dutch league. Suarez he wasn't you know in a big league in the same way that Nunez is. He's obviously not in a hugely successful or dominant league in Portugal. Um, I would even say the same as Aguero to an extent in that he came across from uh, Atletico when they weren't at the peak of their powers and he made a massive difference for City. And I think that's the kind of player we need because right now we're obviously not going to get a Haaland or a Kane and you know that'd be crazy. So I think this is the sort of person that we need. And I really hope that we can get him, whether we will or not. I remain unconvinced. But his goals record is absolutely phenomenal. I would absolutely love to see the boy playing in black and white.
0: It, it reminds me a lot of the uh the Bruno transfer, really, where you know we 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 had no chance of getting this guy, but the Bruno transfer was relatively under the radar. only came a light when we kind of had the deal done. Do you know what I mean? So it's um I think to be fair, it's um it's a hell of a name to be linked with us yet again, and he is yeah. a, a fantastic player. Like you say, he's got ability, he's got everything in his locker. But I think, um, there's going to be a, a, a massive string of clubs after this guy that can offer him Champions League football, can yeah. offer him, you know, maybe no disrespect, Eddie Howe, more bigger name managers. I mean, I think after the Liverpool game. Jurgen Klopp might even look at him and think, you know what, do I upgrade Firmino or something like that? You've got Madrid, you've got Barca, you got all these other teams who will start looking at these guys. And if we were able to get him over the line, that infamous line under the Pardew years, which is hopefully now a distant memory. But if we could get a player like that over the line, I mean, we'd have a hell of a footballer on our hands. We love Callum Wilson, there's no doubt about that, but he's only fit 60% the season. So you need, a, you need a front man, you need a focal point of this team that can can be fitter for longer than that. And I think Nunes could be that man. Um, another player who has been linked, which for me is a note, just a little segue into that, is former Newcastle United uh, youth team player, Ivan Toney. Now, he's had an unbelievable season at Brentford. You can see there, 29 appearances, 14 goals, 5 assists, key strengths, you know, whether he's strong as an ox, decent finisher. For me, Di, I think he's had one of those seasons, right or wrong, where he's had a really good first season in the Premier League, I think his second season syndrome will kick in. And for me, I don't think he'll be anywhere near as good next season. And just to throw another one in there with my tin hat on, I think he's got a bad attitude, mate. What do you think about Tony?
1: I, I agree with everything you said there, pretty much. I think he has got a bad attitude. I, I, I think we're talking about different levels of player there. And I think the reality will be we'll probably get someone in between. I think if we'd have signed him, instead of Wood, for example, this year, to be that kind of big physical focal point. It wouldn't have been my top choice, but I would have gone with it in the same way that, you know, Wood is not our top choice, but we've had to go with it because of what he provides for us. I think Nunes is a very different player. And you can see from the heat map there, I don't know if you can chuck that back up, but if you look at the heat map there, a lot of Nunes was coming in from out out wide, and look at where all those, the the red the more red dots are coming in from out wide and making a difference on the, the left-hand side of the box. You look at Tony, and those big red dots are much, much deeper. You're getting a different player there. You're getting someone who's going to drop in and, and needs people playing off him. Well, actually, yeah. that might actually work for us in a weird way, because that's what, <laughs> that's what we want to play. So the, my point is, do I want him? No. Do I think he's got a bad attitude? I think he has. But if this is the way we want to play, where we do want someone who's going to hold the ball up and drop a little bit deeper and have players running off him, well, actually, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the end of the world because I would say if we got Nunes, him and uh, Saint Max, you know, maybe looking at those heat maps, maybe want to play in the same sort of areas. So, you know, I'm not I'm not saying I would say no to him just to appease Saint Max, but I think my point ultimately is that we've got to be careful about the sort of player we want and what the, what sort of role we want them to do. I, I think in that instance there I don't think we're comparing I think apples and oranges is that the is that the expression <laughs> apples
0: know. for apples I don't know It's some apples. kind of fruit no matter what it is Yeah, you're getting some vitamins and somewhere. minerals yes. into your system but I'm pretty sure both go. of these boys eat plenty of apples and oranges by, the size, do, the, by the size of, of the yeah. they, they would be good now you are right i mean it's um, it's such a shame that we're talking about the need for a striker because I, we, we all love wilson on the evermore podcast the only fans love wilson but I was saying this a few months ago. that I think Wilson either either has to adapt his game so he doesn't keep getting these niggly injuries, which I'm not sure he will, because he seems like he's quite adamant into how he plays. Or you know we have to get another player that can you know play either ahead of him or alongside him. And to me, I think Nunez ticks that box because he 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 throws a bit of the Berbatov out to me that he's got that touch. He's got that you know he's got that kind of ability to just slow the play down, look, slip a pass you know, through to his, his fellow striker or his fellow front man, you know, so for me, Nunes out of those two would would be a better fit to to potentially have Wilson alongside him. But if you're going to have a one-man focal point, as you rightly say, yeah. Tony might be better. Peaches and plums <laughs> for Nunes and yeah, well, yeah. I do like that. I do like that. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think so. I think the reality is we're not quite there to be going after, to getting a Nunes type person yet. I th- is a reality i think he will end up going somewhere else and the other thing that was me in terms of us recruiting a good level striker is that it seems like holland's on the move i don't know what impact that might have for kane let's say but maybe spurs and dortmund are looking for a replacement for them you know if you're nunez are you picking Newcastle or are you, are, you, are you going to Borussia Dortmund? Well, really, I don't think there's much of a choice. So actually, I think the reality will be we're just that one step down there. We're not there yet. And I think the reality is we're going to be looking at someone who's that one step from there. And I and I would love to give you the answer because I can see the look on your face. You're going to ask me what sort of person I'm thinking. I don't know. But
0: I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that I to you. I, 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 I that's that
1: the sort of system we do you know the one the one i would say and i would take gamble on him and tell him he's going to be our starter and go for him every week as happens would be Divokarigi. i i really rate him i think he's big strong quick physical good finisher and is he going to be the person who's going to lead us into our new era and get the season, baby i'd He's looked uh, and so I I do think that there's real, there's real potential. That's what I would do. If so, Liverpool have got uh, Mane, sorry. um, no,
0: just just lo- just losing you a little bit there on the Wi-Fi mate. I don't know if it's okay at your end, yeah. but yeah, you, you, you to, you, you're totally right yeah. about um, about a mate. In, in my opinion, I think we should have went from in January. I was quite disappointed that we didn't. To be fair, I thought Chris Wood. Oh, you're, bit, you're back now, mate. You're a bit clearer now. You went a the Android there, but uh, but yeah, I think Origi uh, would have been a good sign in, in January. <laughs> I think he has more movement, and I think he's a better player than Wood. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's one of them, mate. I think in the summer, Woody, you know, Woody, um. Woody, we've gone all with that. You got a comment there from Jack. We've got all world service <laughs> because your Wi Fi's gone the blink. Time. I don't know if you'd still hear us, mate, if you've gone all frozen there. But yeah, I think Origi would have been a fantastic sign. Oh, you're back, mate. Are back?
1: I'm back, there we go.
0: You're back, you're back in the room. That's it. between your broadband and my silly cat meowing in the background, mate. We're having a great show over. <laughs> the wonders do doing a podcast on YouTube, but it's but okay. yeah, so I think you're right, mate. You know, you know, people like Spurs offering London for these guys as well. There's always that draw, you know, so it, it, it is a tricky one, mate. But I think a would be a great shout, and we'd have to see whether. You know, Liverpool would be looking to maybe um trade in him in the in the summer if if they get better players. But but that's pretty much us wrapped yeah. up for this week, mate. Thank you so much, Dai, for joining us. It's been great having you back. It's lovely to have the Welsh Wizard on the podcast again. And uh we'll be, be back next week, back. I'm sure. Yeah. Fantastic! Mate. We'll be back next show uh, next week, sorry, with a, with a with a back four as always. Hopefully, there's no more midweek games. If you've just joined us for the first time now, please remember to click like and subscribe. I'm not blocking Dice Face this time. You can see his handsome face above the the bar there, which is brilliant. We should have got Dan back in and blocked him off on that <laughs> one. Mate, but, <laughs> but yeah, so the channel's growing every time. We you know we love having new listeners on board. Please make sure you you click that like and subscribe. You know, we've got Jack in the comments there. Thanks a lot, Jack. We hope you enjoyed the show, mate. Really appreciate the love and the comments. And trolls there. If we buy the Ricky, I'd be so annoyed because he can't play ninety minutes. Well, neither can Wilson by the looks of it these days, mate. Yeah, so exactly. he might just uh fit in quite well in our squad. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, from for me and Di and the rest of the lads, thank you so much for tuning in. Let's keep supporting that team of Coy United. Let's hope we we'll get three points tonight. How are you, the lads?
1: Oh yeah.